All right, guys, if you're new to the show, um, just a little rundown. Um, this is this show is about discipleship. Our entire goal is to equip men for ministry and purpose, to, to be leaders of their homes, of their communities, and of their churches. And part of that is understanding who we are in Christ, um, understanding, you know, the word in in which empowers us to be uh, disciples of Christ. And today, last week, we started in the book of Exodus and we just uh, we talked about, you know, some other stuff. So we're going to remain there. We're remaining in in the book of Exodus and we're going to talk about the tabernacle and we're going to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's going on, guys? So this week, we're going to be talking about um, the Ark of the Covenant. Last week, we started the book of Exodus. We're going to stay there. If you're new to the show, uh, understand that the entire purpose of this show is to um, is for discipleship. It is to to help men, to equip men to be leaders of their homes, their communities, and other churches. And uh, and so we are excited about what God is doing with this podcast. And we're going to go ahead and just get right into um, what God has kind of laid on my heart in, in this continuous continuation of uh, of Exodus. We're going to go right to the end of the chapter. Um, and so we're going to go to chapter forty, verse twenty one, and it says. And he brought brought the ark into the tabernacle and hung the veil of the covering. And he partitioned off the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. Okay, so so it, if you, a little backstory. Okay, so the veil, God had given Moses the uh, the instructions on building the, um, the tabernacle. Um, part of that was the, the veil. Um, uh, the, of course, we all know the Ark of the Covenant. We see it throughout. This is this is the starting point of the uh, presence of the Lord coming to the Israelites. We see the the Ark of the Covenant throughout the rest of the um, I don't want to say the the entire uh, Old Testament, but plays a major role in that. If you go down to the end of chapter forty, it talks about you know how the Lord had dwelled there. They didn't move as long as the Lord was there. And um, that veil is very important because it separated the presence of the Lord from the people. And this is this is kind of the way it started. And um, you, you know, you, you see Moses earlier in in the book of uh, of Exodus when he's up on the mountain, he has to recover his face uh, with the veil. He has to he has to block his 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 uh, view of the Lord as he walks by. Right. So the 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 whole separation of the presence of the Lord and the people, right? This is kind of the, the story that, that we're seeing. And, um, but the, the Lord was present with them, right? We know that through the Ark of the Covenant, he was there in the tabernacle, he was there. And, um, but at the same time, there was a separation. Yes. And this is, this is such a key role in who we are as leaders, right? Because Moses as Moses formed the tabernacle, as he as he did all this stuff, the veil was hung up. The presence of the Lord was there. We no longer have the veil, 
right? And we're going to get in. I'm, I'm kind of jumping a little bit ahead. Okay, kind of. Um, but we no longer have that veil, right? We have the presence of the Lord. We are the the Ark of the Covenant now. We that's that's what we represent. We represent the um, the presence of the Lord, and this is so vitally important because as leaders, as husbands, as fathers. Um, you, you know, we need to understand the, the importance of our role. Um, today I was, I was talking to an individual and, uh, we were, we were kind of discussing, he was talking about how, um, his, he has, he has an older daughter and he has a younger daughter. And he was talking about how he wanted his older daughter to play a role in the, um, influence in his younger daughter, Right. His older daughter, she's in church. She she does a lot of stuff, and I and I asked him. I said, "Why aren't you the example that you want for your daughter? Mm-hmm. That's that's your role as a husband or as a father. I mean, and that that's that's your job. You're the man of that house. Yes. You you have to play that role. Uh, and and I told him. I said, and the thing is, is if you do not set that example. And she grows up like a heathen. You can't, that, that's that's nobody's fault but your own. And I know that sounds really harsh, but we as men, we have to understand the importance of our role, right? And and I, I will, I promise I'll bring this full circle, but um, Kyle, you got any, anything to put in? Well, I just, I wanted to go back. I When you were talking about this, you were talking about the veil and I'd never done, I, I'd heard about the veil, but I never heard like, did a study on what it meant and when i was looking at what it meant uh there's this article and i really just want to read the article because i mean it it does a fantastic job on on meaning on showing what it was and it said the word veil means to hide or to cover it protected the holiness of god whether on the wilderness march or when it was in place in the tabernacle it protected the holy holiness of god from the profanity of man in fact it protected both god and man and i want to pause there for just a second because i thought that was awesome that even God needed to protect it from us, that we had even gotten to a point in, in creation where God didn't, he wanted to be around us, but he couldn't put himself around us because of how profane man had become. And I feel like nowadays we're getting back to that. We're getting back to this place where God feels like he needs to put up different layers and we have to go through all these different things. And I think that's why pastor, if you've not listened to any of Pastor Miller's um, talk over, you know, the tabernacle and, you know, all the different places um, that go with the Ark of the Covenant and the temple and everything else. It shows all these different places that certain people could go that God distanced himself. And it, I, I had never thought that it was to protect himself. But he also said when the temple of Psalm was erected, the veil was perpetuated in the temple. Only it was larger, more elaborate. It was a beautiful work of art. Gorgeous in design is artistic. But it tells us that it was four inches thick and it was supposed to be renewed each year. And the veil was a figure of the humanity of Christ. And then he said, the writer of Hebrews made it evident. He said, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness of the blood of Jesus by a new living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say this flesh. He says, the veil stood silently, silently reminding man that God would be the manifest in human flesh. The veil... The veil was this perfect picture. It was this perfect parable of humanity of Christ. It was a silent symbol of the carnation. But this is the part that that I love the most. It said, as long as the veil hung in its place, it separated God and man. The sinner could no farther 
could come no farther than the gate of the outer court. From there, the holy place only priests served, but even the priests were for, forbidden to pass the veil. Only the high priest could come past it, and then only once a year on the great day of atonement, but he could never enter without blood. All this revealed to man how far his sin had separated him from God. And to pause just a second, that's that's where we kind of are now, especially in this day and age, is that our sin, and don't get me wrong, God can atone anything. He can forgive any sin. But sometimes we almost feel that we are too far from God to turn back. And we we went to, we got the chance, Steve and I both got the chance to sing at Recovery Fest this weekend. And the worship that was there and the freedom that we got to experience. And then these people, I mean, they they traveled far from God. I mean, they have passed that from drug addiction to all these different addictions to um, some going to jail, some getting out of jail. They experienced a worship that was unlike anything else because when they got there, they were free. But they had gone so far from Christ that, they, that some of them almost didn't feel like they could come back. Yeah, that they could never enter. And all this just revealed, like I said, how man, how far sin has separated us from God. And the veil was that final separating ob- object. As long as it was not torn, it was a wall of separation that shut man out. So as Christ walked the earth, he separated God and man. His perfect life, his, and Hebrews seven twenty six says, holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. He was a condemned man. His life revealed the awful chasm and deep abyss that stood between God and man. If the humanity of Christ is the requisite humanity in which God can dwell, then the race of mankind woefully undone. And mm-hmm. let's skip down just a little bit more. Um, he says, if, if, if we have to be as good as Christ in order to get to God, then we were forever shut out. There was no way that we could do anything. He said his spotless life only mirrors of imperfections. His teaching mirror, mirror uh, his teaching merely revealed how far short we have come. The life of Jesus never could, could never save us unless he had to go t- to the cross. So that spotless humanity test. So then he got into the to a little bit more and he says, and Jesus cried. So Mark 15, 37, 38. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and it gave up the ghost and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And this is all um, King James Version. So he yes. said, when Christ expired, the veil was rent telling out in a symbolic way that the way into God was now open, that it required nothing short of Jesus' death. Thus, the purpose of the incarnation is revealed. I think it's so important just to pause for a second because we're going to get into a little bit more to to remember the purpose of the veil and why, why now that veil is Jesus. Yes. He came to die. He came for our sins. He came to rip that veil so that we could access the door. He took on the veil. The veil, think of it like this. The veil was all of our sins that just covered God. It was on him at all times. And in order for that veil to be broken, Jesus had to take that on himself. That's he right. had to become the veil and he had to tear it. And so I, I just feel like that's important to make sure that we know when we're talking about the veil because it wasn't just a, a sacrifice. It was a whole being whole humanity sacrificed because he didn't come in human flesh to set an example. He came to teach us about God and he came to show us that he will do anything to get us near and true to him. Yes, that's that's perfect because that whole that whole piece sums up everything that that where I'm trying to go. And so that's that is excellent. You see in Hebrews um, chapter ten, let's see Hebrews chapter ten verses nineteen through twenty. Okay, so it talks about. I'm just going to read just the the uh, uh, the first two 
verses here, 19 and 20 says, therefore, brethren, have boldness to enter into the holy, the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, which is his flesh, right? So when you see Moses right at the beginning, see Moses with the uh, making the, the, the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, putting the veil up to separate the, the two of us, right? Well, when Jesus came, okay, when Jesus came, he was the presence of the Lord, right? Because yes. that's that, that's what the Ark of the Covenant did, right? It, yes. it harvested the the presence that the, in, a, in a tangible way. They could see it. They could see the cloud. And by night, they could see the fire that was inside that cloud. Yes. And so when Jesus came, he was that presence. Mm-hmm. In, 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 again, in a tangible sense, people could touch him. You know, the disciples, they, they ate with him. They, they conversed with him. You know, all these different things. And and this is this is so vitally important because if Jesus, right, if Jesus is is our indwelling presence of the Lord, right, which he was, yes, he he was he was God in flesh, right? When he died, just like what you were reading, Tyler, when he died, you go to you can also go to uh Matthew chapter twenty seven, verses fifty one, um, and it says, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top of the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks did rent. Of course, that's King James version too. Um, but it's, it's the same wording. It's the same thing as, as their mark. But, um, you know, Jesus and what Jesus was saying was, Hey, you no longer need this, right? Because at the, at that time, when from, from the time that Moses built the tabernacle with the veil, the, the only people, that could go in there was the high priest, right? Yes. You, the average person could not go into the presence of the Lord. The average person could not, they, they could only go, get into the courtyard, right? It, you had to be, you know, you had to be consecrated. You had to have all these different, you know, only a Levite could do, you, you know, and there was, there was tons of rules and, and all this stuff, but it, we could not go. Moses once the presence of the Lord was was dwelt, he couldn't go in there. Right, and and think about nowadays. Think about how many stipulations, how many boundaries we put between us and God, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they had done. I mean, yes, God had given them rules to follow when it came to going into the holy of holies and everything else, but they put so many blocks, so many stipulations on getting to God, and I think that's a symbol. It's it's that they put so much, so many legalities, I guess you should say, in order to get to God. You got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And that was what that time was. And that's what Jesus came. He came to tear down all that. He came to say, you don't have to go through all this. You don't have to be this. You just have to want me. That's it. You just have to want a relationship with me. You just have to want to say, God, I need you. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's all God wanted. But we had put up these veils. I mean, it said, and to say that this was the third, the third curtain the last one before it came in there, we, we, they put up so many boundaries and I'm not saying this wasn't God's plan for them at that time. Just so just for their protection, not necessarily for mainly God's protection, but just so they made sure that they were clean and they were pure and they had a pure heart before they got to God, because oftentimes they didn't, they didn't do any of that, but that was the whole point of that veil being torn was Jesus said, I've done it. I've taken it. I am all of your sins. Now, all you have to do is just want me yeah and that's what we forget 
we don't need the boundaries. We don't need everything else. We just literally have to say, I accept. That's right. That's right. You know, and it's, and it's awesome because when, when it was, when it was just in the presence, you, you know, you could only see it, right? You could only, I mean, they, they felt the effects of it, right? But sin was never forgiven, okay? Right. And, and of course, this there, there's a long theological reason why it wasn't. It was only pushed back. The, through all the sacrifices, through everything that was done there in the temple and all that good stuff, sin was never forgiven while the Ark of the Covenant was here. It was only through Jesus' Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, right? Yes. That sins were truly forgiven. All past sins, all future sins were were, were forgiven. And um and you know, when when his flesh was torn, when he died, the veil was torn. It was symbolic as to exactly what Jesus had said that he was going to go away, right? And the Holy Spirit was going to come. So, um, the a, a transition had begun to happen where they you know he was saying hey we you no longer need this you can start coming into the, the holies of holies the the innermost you can know god on an intimate level you can you can converse with him you can you, you can you know beseech him you, you know right where he's at right where you're at and um and, and this is this is huge this is huge uh, this should be a massive uh, encouragement to us as men as leaders you know that we don't have the the tabernacle like they did back in exodus we, we didn't have the 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 um the, the ark of the covenant that we had to go to 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 present our sins and to to to, to converse with god you, you know that that was that was it that that's all they had and so um, we're gonna take a little break we'll be right back after this This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jeweler's Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house, so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. Dr. Shami, I come seeking your wisdom. My wisdom is this. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are sincere in your belief. Oh, you are so wise. Yes. Now, why are you carrying a two-by-four? Oh, I'm a member of the Religious Woodbonkers, and we believe that if you hit a person on the side of the head with this holy two-by-four, they will feel nothing but pleasure and go immediately to heaven. You believe that? You said believing is all that matters. Yes, I did say that. In fact, let me send you to heaven. Hold on! You're not supposed to duck. Wait a minute. There are physical laws. Quit! And one of those laws is that if you hit a person on the head with a two-by-four, they will experience a lot of pain. Wait, if there are physical laws to obey, 
then there must be spiritual laws to obey. Now, I didn't say that. Which means I may have to be concerned about truth. I may even have to examine if Jesus was who he claimed to be, which means reading the Bible. Well, now, let's not get rash. Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, we're back and we're talking about how the veil had to be torn, how the veil is now the symbol of the opening into into our way to God. And um, talking a little bit about um, from the article we read a little bit before the break, it said when Christ expired, the veil was rent and that was the symbolic way into God was now open. It required nothing short of death, but the purpose of the whole purpose of the reincarnation was revealed. Christ did not come in flesh to set us an example, but to teach us about God. And Hebrews 19 does a great job of that. It says, therefore, brothers, since we have the confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened up for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. That's right. You know, and you see, you see this transition that happens when he dies. You know, we talked about the veil being torn and all good stuff. And the transition not only happened to the Ark of the Covenant, but also happened to Jesus, right? So you see in John chapter 20, verse 17, um, it said, Jesus said, do not hold on to me for I have not ascended to the, to the father. He said, instead, go tell, go tell your brothers, right? I am ascending to the father, to my God and your God. Right. So, so you see, you know, Jesus, Jesus become glorified. He was no longer that veil that we needed. He could not be touched. He was, he was in his, it, I, I don't know that there's a lot of theological, um, uh, arguments around this, but you, you know, in his heavenly form, right? He couldn't be touched. And so, but what's amazing is just shortly after this, you know, of course, Jesus ascended into heaven, you know, and then, you know, we were kind of left just without anything, but Jesus, you know, he left hope, you know, he said, Hey, he said, if I go away, I'm going to send the comforter to you. I want to send the presence of the Lord back to you. Right. And so you, you, so of course we jump to Acts chapter two, right? Jesus has ascended. Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost happens, and the presence of the the, the Holy Spirit falls on on Peter and everybody and, and the other disciples that were in the upper room, and um, and so now this transition is complete, right? We had the Ark of the Covenant. That we had Jesus, and now we are the 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 Holy Spirit and dwells within us, right? And so it empowers us. That same power that was inside 
the the um uh the ark of the covenant you remember how sacred it was you know like when david was trying to bring it back and it was on a cart and it went to slip they got touched it and killed him you know or every time whoever uh when the philistines stole it and they're like look you guys got to come back and get this like it's destroying us it doesn't belong here right you see the way david reacted when he brought it back into jerusalem there 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 was so much power inside that right and then you see jesus jesus comes in healing the sick you you know doing all these different things you know at the end of at the end of the book of john i love it it says that uh that if you try to record everything that jesus did and i'm paraphrasing but if you try to record everything that jesus did it would fill every library in the world right with books and then but yet he also said greater things will you do than i did right that jesus said that and so the start of that is in acts chapter 2 when we become the very essence being able to dwell um being able to to harness the holy spirit right and it's not like some superpower or anything like that you know i'm not trying to say that we can go out but but seriously you know healing the sick raising the dead you know the the gifts of the spirit you, you know uh the wisdom the knowledge the speaking in tongues the you, you know the 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 whole works that is because the power now dwells inside of us okay so now we fast forward we fast forward to today how does this apply to us what does this mean for us as men okay so we know that no matter what life life is tough right i say it all the time if if you just if you remove everything else you, you know you remove satan you remove all all the stupid things that we do life itself sucks right it's we, we live in a fallen world um things happen you, you know it, it's just it is tough and so as we go through this world our hope is that we have the power of the holy spirit in our lives and when it comes to and why is that so important because when it comes to raising our children when it comes to being a father when it comes to being a leader a leader in our homes, in our churches, in our communities. We it's not us, right? It's not it's not left just to us, right? We don't have to go to some tabernacle and you know to where we can just see the presence of the Lord. No, we you know, we no longer have to 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 wonder what's behind the veil. The Lord has revealed himself to us through the Holy Spirit. And he now lives with us, which is so encouraging because as we as we go through this life, as we do these things, the presence of the Lord is there to help us. Yes. Yes. And he's always he wants to be there with us. He, he no longer wants to be in this confined almost box. He wants us to just accept him because with with the Holy Spirit comes all all the presence of God, all that he can give you. He will, he wants to bless you. He wants to give you the good things in life. He wants to give you the best of the best, but he can, if we don't accept him, if we don't allow our bodies to be the temple that houses his spirit, he left so that he could send the comforter so that, that he could be with us at all times. When he was walking on, on the earth, it, it was almost as if he was in, don't get me wrong. He, he's anywhere. He's omnipresent all the time. But in that moment, he was with those people for that time. 
Mm-hmm. When he left, he became present to everyone, to every nation, to every man, Jew or Gentile. And that was the whole purpose is he, he needed to open up his kingdom to everybody because he, he, he wants to love all of his creation. He didn't just create the Jews. He created every single being that is on this earth. And he wants a relationship with each of us. And that comes with allowing him to allowing our body as a sacrifice for a temple for him to come in and to dwell. It's just a little bit that we have to give him. And that's just ourselves. That's all he asks because all he wants is a relationship no matter what. Yeah. You know what's so exciting about that is, and don't, I, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but it's almost as if we can't fail, mm-hmm. right? So if you are doing something that you are trying to, to bring glory to God, right? You're trying to, um, at your very best, to 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 exalt the name of Jesus Christ in whatever it is that you're doing, right? Right. You you can't fail, even if, even if you make the wrong choice, right? Even if you're like, uh, I think I should do this and praise the Lord, right? And, and you're doing it out of humility. You're not trying to, you know, understand there there are stipulations here. You know, you're not trying to glorify yourself. You're not trying to, you know, boast yourself. You're you're honestly you know, trying to, to strive to be more like Christ. You're trying to bring glory to his name, to, to, to further the kingdom. And you take a step and it's the wrong step. It's okay. Right. Because, because we can correct that. The Holy, not we, the Holy spirit corrects that. He's like, okay, I, I like your ambition. I like all this stuff. Let's guide this this way. Right. And that's exciting because I sometimes I feel like as men, we put so much pressure on ourselves, right, to to do the right thing. I, I say all the time, jokingly, I'm like, you know, I wish God would use flashing billboards. Right. Right. He, you know, I mean, life would be. You say that jokingly, but sometimes I mean it. Lord, just flash it up on the screen. Yes. Whatever it needs to be. Not like my kids in the nursery on Sundays. They get kind of paranoid about that because I don't want to be that person that walks out. But- I'm just saying, sometimes got a big sign or a big like person just walking up and saying, God says this would be perfect. Yeah. You know, but you, why, why do we feel that way? Because I feel the exact same way. It's because we don't want to do something wrong, right? We want to make those right choices. And, and the truth is we can't really make a wrong choice. Again, if we are trying to strive for, you, you know, and here's the thing. I, I've done things where I, I look back and I was like, man, that was that was a wrong choice, but you know what? God brought glory out of that to Himself, right? He corrected it. I did, you, you know. Hey, even though it may, he, I was going to start something one time. I'll just use this as an example. I was going to start something one time, and I told God, I said, God, I said, if you're going to make this happen, then you're going to have to create the funds, right? This this is how I know this is what you want me to do. I need you to create the funds, and I was like, No, I'm going to do it. So I put out thousands of dollars to do this thing right Mm -hmm. and it completely flopped right but at the same time where i put out thousands of dollars and it completely flopped i never like financially it never hurt me right right god always provided yes you know yeah i I mean i 
sometimes I'm sure I look like a fool, you know, different things like that. But God, God never chastised me over that. He always provided for me. He always just pointed me in the right direction. Yes. Right. So th- this is this is the kind of example that I'm talking about. Whenever I say you almost can't make a wrong choice. Right. Well, it's because those who allow God to come into work are covered by his grace. Yes. He's not going to let you fail. He's going to make sure it's just like in, in your relationship with your wife, you you provide the covering for each other. You go to fight. You go bite. You go to fight for each other. <laughs> but. And there's that same grace, it's that same covering. That's why that's why we feel like we can't fail because God knows. He's 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 a dad. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna let us you know go out and you know wet our feet and different things, but he's going to always allow us to come back. He's yes. always gonna allow us to have that covering. Go test the waters, but when you're ready to listen, come on back and I'll help you out. That's right. You know, sometimes even in our um sinful state, right? God allows things to happen that draws us back to him. You know, just we're getting ready to have a memorial service for an uncle that I had lost and, and uh, we had him cremated or whatever. And, and um, we got talking about it today and, and the cancer that he had was grace, right? He, he was almost 60 years old. He had ran his entire life. He knew he, he had read the Bible. He knew God he refused to follow God. He got cancer and um and he come to know jesus right it humbled him that's grace mm-hmm. that's grace now on the flip side we don't have to experience that right right we don't have to get to that point yeah and don't get me wrong i'm not saying if you follow god you're not going to get cancer some of the best people i've ever known have has died of cancer right. that's that's not what i'm saying but when you are striving because we the the Holy Spirit indwells in in inside of us now instead of you we are essentially the Ark of the Covenant and and so because of that because of that as He guides us if you look if you go back to to um, Exodus when you read that you know it talks about the the cloud and the fire being over and if the cloud and the fire was there they stayed right where they were at right when when the cloud and fire left they moved right they took the tabernacle they took everything and they moved but when the presence of the lord was there they they didn't move with the holy spirit inside of us he guides us he directs us you know he knows when we're supposed to move. sometimes we don't always listen right sometimes we make mistakes and that's okay you know as long as we learn from them we we allow the holy spirit to teach us you know, there's, like you say, Kyler, there's grace for that. Yes. And he is so good at covering us. No matter what we do, he, we are never further than a conversation away. Yeah, and that is it. It's good. It's true. And that's, and that's the whole point of, if you get anything from this podcast, from this episode, is that you are never more than a conversation. Just stop what you're doing and just talk to him and say, hey, I'm sorry. I messed up. I didn't, I shouldn't have done that. I sh- I wasn't listening. I didn't know. I'm tired of doing this. Whatever, talk to him. He's a friend. He is, he's, have a conversation with your dad for a second. Mm-hmm. We were in, uh, I was in FCA when I was in, in uh, high school. And I remember one person was talking and she was asked to pray and she started praying dad. And I was like, that is so disrespectful. Why would you ever say dad? Like, cause I was raised, you know, a Baptist I and mean, there's nothing wrong with being Baptist, but we were very strict Baptist. You said father and Lord and like whatever the most respectful term you could. And 
she she was praying dad and i was like this is so disrespectful why would you ever do that but she that was just her relationship and that's what he is he is a dad to us he is the father there's nothing wrong with calling him dad because he he wants to love on us just like a father he he sent his son and then he sent his spirit to dwell with us at all times we are never more than a conversation away just turn and talk to him that's right you know and all that is made possible because of jesus yep right because you you know he made a way for for the presence of the lord to be here that the the israelites could see but then jesus made a way for us to experience god like nobody had ever done before you know we can have that relationship with him yes that that nobody could beforehand we could we can we can go behind the veil we can experience god we can talk to him and he and he made that plan happen right i mean that was that was God's plan. He wanted it this way. He wanted us to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a gentleman the other day and I was like, he, he, he was going through a hard time and he's like, you know, sometimes I just, I, I, I don't even know if God's listening. And I just asked him, I said, what do you, when you think of God, what do you, what do you think? Uh, like what comes to your mind? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? You know, and we, you know, he kind of hem hauled around the, the, the question for a little bit you know i was like look i said you know maybe 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 you're not understanding i said oftentimes when somebody thinks of god right they think of this dude sitting up on the throne with a uh, a, a judge hammer in one hand and a witch a switch in the other right and either you're going to get judgment or you're going to get beat one of the like that just this all powerful this all raw you know like the scary dude sitting up on the throne don't get me wrong god should be reverent right right he is, but he is our father mm-hmm. you know when 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 we accept jesus as our lord and savior right we are co-heirs with jesus yes right that means that means jesus or god sees us as children also you know how how important how how exciting is that and so back to our leadership roles right this this is so powerful because we we are not alone. We have guidance. We have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus. We have God. That all of them are there. They, they are guiding us. They are directing us. We have that relationship that we can grow in that. It is not a distance relationship. It is a personal relationship, just like we want to have with our kids. Yes. If you have time, go read Ephesians 3 because um, it's a it's a prayer that Paul is praying in, in verses um in chapter three, verses 20, he says, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. Think about that as your family. When you ask the Holy Spirit, when you operate in the spirit, you are giving blessings to your family from generation to generation. And that's exactly, Lacey and I are singing at a wedding this weekend and we're singing the blessing. And that is exactly what they want over their families. They want blessings through generation to generation. That starts with allowing God to come in and to do a work in you. And then you as a man operating your family in the spirit of God. As man, as that being your testament. There's a song that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. And it's, there's no greater blessing than being a man, than making sure that our house serves the Lord, because there's nothing that's going to bring God more glory than knowing that your family, your house, your home is dedicated to him. That's right. 
you know, back to the individual I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, I had, had this conversation with, you know, I, I think oftentimes people, um, people look at that when they hear the word responsibility, right. And they just like clam up. Like, I, I don't, I don't know that I can, I can live up to that. I don't know that I could do that. You know, and the great thing about it is we don't have to, we're not on our own. Right. Right. That relationship that God, God wants to see us succeed. He loves us. He loves our family more than we do. Right. He loves our wife, our children more than we do. And he has placed them underneath us for a reason. Right. And to be leaders, you, you know, and so that to me, that is very encouraging and I hope that as a listener, it has encouraged you. You know, I you, if you've got any questions, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. You know, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also contact us on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, you know, know that Jesus, he, he loves you. God loves you. They want to see you succeed. Um, they, they, they want to see you and your family grow. They want to see you become a man of God. Um, we are not left in this alone. And uh, as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. been listening to real men talk brought to you by palace of praise church in poplar bluff missouri if you would like to get in touch with us shoot us an email realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com if you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation join us at the palace of praise every thursday night at 6 30 p.m if you don't have a home church consider joining us for worship on sundays at 10 30 a.m and 6 p.m Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families.
We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.